following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan it's time for the huge show from the east side to the west side to the UP the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE that's 1-866-838-4843 now the huge one Bill Simonson What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin another statewide journey together. A road show with our longtime affiliate, WHTC. I remember the day when Peter Tans, uh, who's now running the entire operation for Midwest, when we sat down and talked about going on the air in Kalamazoo and Holland, and they've been one of our best affiliates uh, the entire ride. So I like to come out to the Holland area a couple times a year uh, with Hope College. I really value what this university is all about, the coaches, uh, the people connected to it, Alan Babbitt, the longtime uh, relationship, their media relations coordinator. They got the best IT department uh, this side of Microsoft. So basically, east of the Mississippi, nobody's better with IT than Hope College. So thank you to everybody in WHTC and Stefan and Hannah and Dan Evans, who's in the mornings on WHTC stopping out. That's pretty cool. And Peter Sturzma will join me momentarily, one of the greatest coaches the game of football has ever seen. Uh, he turned down Alabama, Auburn to stay here uh, in West Michigan and left East Grand Rapids for Hope College. Uh, one of the greatest decisions should be a movie Someday I'll keep you posted when you can watch it at Celebration Cinema, uh, the Peter story uh, about, kid, you want to come to Alabama, Auburn? Peter said, nah, we're going to hope, and we're going to win. And he is a winner here, 2-1 and one on the season. They had a thrilling win where they held on. Mount St. Joseph out of Ohio was driving late. Peter and his coaches and his players. Peter gave him a speech that will go down in infamy right next to Herb Brooks going, there's two things that can happen. We're going to win or lose. Get out there. It was beautiful, Peter. <laughs> Good how to do, see you. How do I follow that? Hi, right, Billy. How are you? Well, you're telling everybody, and you know, I'm meeting people for the first time. You're like, you know, last time Hugh was here, he ate seven sandwiches in the press box. Seven. I only think he comes out here to do shows because he gets all the food. It's like a buffet. Hi, I'm Dan Evans on the morning buffet on WHTC. Oh my gosh. You just, I'm meeting people for the first time and you're just like, you're like, I pulled my table away. Like there's a, there's some, you know, offense here. I didn't eat seven sandwiches. It was actually six. six. But not. <laughs> Our, our food service loves it. Yeah, you know, they I do. Mean, they, Alan they, Babbitt, they, they, they do everything it. right, awesome. though. Hey, you know, the one thing, I don't care, D3, whatever uh, the numeral is behind it, but they do it right here. Uh, the facilities, the Jim Hearing Athletic Center, I think last time we were here, you just, 
I think it just opened in the yep. spring. You haven't had a season in it yet, and I walked through. That's a D1 locker room. It is. It's unbelievable. It, it, it's it truly a flat is. out a D1 locker room. It is. It is. Yep. Your, your players are walking by 2-1 and one right now, so things are good, right? Yeah, you know, really excited about where we are right now. Obviously, we lost our first game to Aurora, uh, who coached by the great Don Beebe, for those oh, the Buff- former wide receiver. Buffalo the Bills, Bills fans and went to four Super Bowls, I think. Uh, so we they were, uh, you know, they were a top-ranked team in the country. We beat them last year. They ended up eighth in the country and finished in the tournament and uh, they beat us in game one and just really pleased with our guys regrouped and really we put it behind us as fast as we could and and uh, and then beat two solid teams in Loris and then in the past weekend as you mentioned Mount St. Joseph who was a 10-0 team went to the first round of the playoffs a year ago and um, you know just we, we hung on you're right uh, you know we, we went down 14 zip came back in the second quarter and scored 28 unanswered points and then opened up the second half and drove all the way down the field stalled on the drive and then it was a barn burner from there on out but just super proud of the resilience of our guys. So uh, last weekend, uh, if you had an even rank in your own coaching staff's performance and player performance, who had the best player and coaching performance combined on Michigan soil this past weekend? And Peter, you can answer this question. One, would it be Michigan State versus Washington? Two, would it be Bowling Green versus Michigan? Three, would it be the Lions and all of a sudden, Carl Conservative, Dan Campbell, playing for the tie instead of going for the win, or would it be Hope College versus Mount St. Joseph of Ohio? Hope College versus Mount St. Joseph. Here's why I didn't watch any of the other games. You don't watch any football during the season? Billy, I have this job. I'm a head football coach here at Hope College, and so when the Lions game is on, we're in our meetings. You don't allow the team to watch the Lions? Billy, we're in staff meetings. We're in staff meetings. We're working on re- already re- next week reevaluating the game before the day before, and then we're looking at next week of who we play. And so I, I, I can tell you this: I didn't see a snap of the Lions game. Didn't see a snap of it. Didn't see a snap of the others because we play on Saturdays. It's just the life we live, and that's what we do. You're like uh, getting this is like it doesn't matter what the numeral is after the D D one D two D three football. Uh, subdivision, you're, it's a uh, 20 hours a day, seven days a week during the season. Well, and as you know, our players are bound by the same rules that they are at the next level as to how much time you can spend with them in, in you know, during the season. So what, what is it per, well, per so week? So it's like 20 hours a week or whatever it is, but we have, to, and we have to have that day off. Uh, and, and so we give them that day off on the Sunday, but the staff is still working to get uh, preparation going for our next week's game. But one of the things that we've really tried to do is close out that Saturday, learn, Every, every player is great in every single play by our staff. I meet with our, 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 off, our defense coordinator, one, our offensive coordinator, 145, do a staff meeting, and then our staffs break up. They put that game behind us. The next morning, then when our guys come in for our filming and for our lifting, we really, truly try to close that game out, and then the staff is moving on for the next week. And so that's just a cycle. Many, you know, it's, it's in various ways how, how D1, D2, and D3 do it, but most of them are pretty similar because you only have so many hours in the day that you can, you know, that you can be watching the, the films and getting things prepared for your guys' as practices going Yeah, out. so 20 hours with the kids. Coaches right, can watch it, right. the film, yeah. you know, all night, all right. day. So, yeah. all right, well, then I'll, I'll, I'll play another game that you didn't watch the Lions game. I'll give you a scenario, and what would you do okay. if you were head coach of the Lions? So you're down 10. You rally to tie. 65,000 people, including myself, are going crazy. I think uh, the decibel meter was over 120. I never heard anything like it, including the last playoff win with Barry against the Cowboys. 
Lions get a, a good punt return. They throw, throw, get 10, 12. You have timeouts left. I think uh, two at the time. Uh, you decide to let the clock go, and I turn and look at people, and I go, I think he's playing for the tie. This is unbelievable because uh, you're down three now and not throwing to the end zone. And he let the clock wind down to like 30 to have one more play and ran about a six-yard out. It wasn't a check down. It looked like this is where we're going, get to the hash for the kicker. And I'm going, my God, you did not throw to the end zone. You didn't go for the win. You're Dan Campbell, who went for it three times on fourth down in the game, is notorious since he's been there on not being conservative. And he tells everybody after the fact on Monday that, yeah, I was playing for the tie. I felt good about overtime. Well, the one thing, if both teams are getting the ball, I could have seen playing for a tie. But the NFL, unlike any other football on earth, decides that they're going to play a 10-minute quarter and they could still have ties. And they get a coin flip. And if you score a touchdown, it ends the game. I, I, I don't get that. But, you know, it is what it is. got to play by the rules. And he played for overtime. And my argument was right afterwards on a Facebook Live and again on the show – uh, all week long is you put it in the hands of a coin flip. You, you put it in the hands of a coin flip. I, I, I'm sorry. It's the NFL. It's this it's 65,000. I've never seen anything like it where I was at two of my uh, pregame parties. I've nothing. It, it was like Mardi Gras football and you, you're coming off a win 10 day rest. Uh, and you, you don't go at least once to the end zone to say, all right, we tried, but then I, let's get us to it. So you go once to the end zone, they pick it off. <clears throat> now I, we're not, I don't get not, mad. I don't get mad. I don't get mad because you went for the win. That's how I, that's how yeah, I feel. It, but going to the end zone and stretching it on the field, is, that's, that's way, way easier. So you're telling it. me I could flip my feelings and my huge opinions yes. based on how Yes, because here's where, here's where I'll start with this. So now, now you're going Monday's show is, hold on, let, let, let's. Uh, let's do flashback with Peter Sturzma. Monday show then would have been, why in the heck did he throw the ball when he kind of just threw a short pass and got to overtime? Correct. 100%. I wouldn't have done that. Well, but 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 that's what that's what the second guy. Well, head coaches get it's paid uh, correct to get second. So guess. let me start with that. Dan Campbell's a heck of a football coach. I love what he's but done. The grit, all that doesn't I, fit being conservative. Hey, 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 hold on. Let me finish. Okay. I love what he's done in Detroit. I love. I love it too. The, I love all the things that you just said. I love the swagger that he brings. I love the way that city has captivate has been captivated by Dan Campbell, the Detroit Lions. The state. Not I just, will not also just tell city, you the in state. the in the NFL, it is a margin of error that is so small, and they run these scenarios through the analytics and all these things. And I I can't even answer what that last drive looked like because I didn't watch it because I was here preparing our staff trying to get better. Right and trying to trying to figure it out. So all I can, all I can tell you is that they play to win. It is a billion dollar business to win. They're not playing to not win. They're not playing to tie. They're playing to win. Now, okay, yep, you go to overtime. I, there's got to be some analytic out there of how many times the team has scored a touchdown and won the game. It's got to be an analytic on that, right? So perhaps they know that. Perhaps they know that. So what they're also saying is, hey, our defense has to step up. They still have to drive the length of the field and score a touchdown to beat you. There's a – hey, what was the – I mean, at that point, it's 31-31, right? You, you just said – Yeah, it's a shootout. Yeah. And the Lions had come back, uh, you know, from uh, 10 down, right? Right. Yeah. So, so you're, you're banking on them going all the way down the field and scoring – and, yep, it is a coin flip. 
I want to know how many games are won on that on that first drive, which of course ends the overtime. Many are won on. You're like goals. asking me to do live algebra on the Huge Show, right? I refuse to do math <laughs> at all levels, including kindergarten. Yes, I just said their math will never help me. Correct. It won't. So I, I'm, I'm going to be in broadcast. Oh, my kindergartner teacher. I'm pretty it. sure Dan Campbell and his staff had a pretty good pretty good idea where. But that Dan was going. Campbell doesn't seem like the analytical type of guy to me. He's the grit, the big science yeah, on the. Guess building. what? He's got people in his ear telling him, "Hey, this is where we're." Going, this is hey, we've got a minute. Would you left. like to be maybe a fly on the wall and the guy that told him not to play uh, for uh, well, the touchdown? But you, uh, you, you, you live with your decision. But, You're right, the head coach, right? But, right? Hey, yeah. but that doesn't mean he used that information for or against it. He just said that's information. He has a chance to make the decision. And I think why there is some angst because I love Dan Campbell too. It didn't fit his grit, his going for it, uh, wild hair mentality that. There were questions about coaching that we've seen. If there's one negative about Dan Campbell and his staff, have been games in September, slow starts, where you're like, what are they doing? That's why Kansas City was so different. You got the win on the road. Mm -hmm. You come home again, and this was a repeat of Seattle-Detroit a year ago where they were playing soft coverage, 10 yards off the ball the entire game. They never got up. They, 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 They could get no pass rush, and Seattle had both tackles out. They did nothing creative. It, re- it looked really vanilla. I expected 10 days off. I know the, you know Seattle doesn't want to go into after getting beat up by Stafford and the Rams. And, and the creativity and the things weren't there, things I've seen the last two Septembers. And see, I, I thought after Kansas City, and I think a lot of Lions fans did too, that the past was the past. This is the, this is the new frontier. No doubt. Right? But in the NFL, everybody can beat everybody every weekend. I'm convinced. I think Pacino actually said that in any given Sunday. I did. I think now you're stealing Pacino lines no. on the huge show. No, that's not true. I think you could play Pacino. I really, yeah, you could play him in that movie. <laughs> with you the, you with could. A, with a horse voice. <laughs> you, you, I think easily. Easily. You could put the headset on. You could play Pacino in any given Sunday, too. It's, it's just, again, when you watch. What's your worst coach, uh, coaching decision that you regret ever? All right, so we go back to oh, East. There's Grand a lot Rapids of them. High School. Well, I know, well, the show ends at six. Is that, um, <laughs> is that, you always get the last one. That, and Peter Sturzman, by the way, head football coach at Hope College, joining us. We're here with our longtime affiliate, WHTC in Holland, the beautiful Jim Hearing Athletic Center. Uh, D1 schools would love to have a facility like this. So in all your coaching, whether, you know, you started, what, what, what was your first head coaching job? East Grand Rapids, year 2000. What, no, it was just varsity. You never mm-hmm. were head coach yep. at JV? I was a head coach at freshman at Forest Hill Central High School back with Tim McGee and his staff. Okay, yeah, so, so, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. so it's like, uh, so in all your time as a head coach, what's your most regrettable decision that you may still think about every once in a while when you're in your car driving, listening to your favorite songs, or maybe just a peaceful moment where you're like, Man, if I only would have did this, mm-hmm. what would that be? Boy, it's a, that's a hard question because there's so many of them. And you said, give me one. Okay, yeah. uh, we chose to kick a field goal in the second play of overtime against Grand Rapids Christian, and I think it was two playoffs. It was, a, it was a end of the year game, big game, and and we we got the ball in overtime. I think we had them, uh, we held them in over in their in their first four plays. Uh, we got the ball back. Our running back kind of bobbled it, and I said, I don't want to take a risk. And so the ball spotted at about the nine yard line, and 
we decided to kick it and we missed it. They got the ball back and ended up beating us. And and so that would be one of them. But that is kind of similar For where sure. I'm going with what, what Dan, it's great you bring that up because that kind of fits what I'm talking about where you, you, you said the ball's moving, that maybe he's worried about the interception, that, you know, over time the crowd is going to be on the yes. side. It's going to be tough for Seattle to drive because right. they had gotten a couple There's stops a lot, to yep. get back, you know, yep. from 10 down. Yep. And right. see, what you're outlining are variables that go into that decision. I mentioned analytics. That's a variable. You're talking about real-life things that he's thinking of the sidelines. Yeah, but at high school at the time, you said 2000 or whatever it was, right? 2011, I think yeah, it was. 2011, okay. You, you didn't have an analytics board. Nope. No, you didn't. Right. Where now right. they have, they have analytics guys who they can probably come in on the headset. Correct. Right? Correct. They, they but have, it's still a gut feeling. You, you have to make a decision. And remember. Do you, do you think that modern day football relies too much on analytics? I think uh, that's a great question. I think it has its value, but I don't know how much the bigger programs rely on it, so I can't say it's too much, but I think it's a piece of information that as a head coach I would have to decipher through, and I'm – I'm not that smart and intelligent to be able to take all that and process it that fast. I think it has to be little bits and pieces of it. And then you have to say, you know what? I'm paid to make a decision. And you make a decision and you live with the consequences. So if you would have had analytics uh, aboard, let's say, you know, East Grand Rapids, they have their own landing strip and helipad for their football team, for the team jet and helicopters. But uh, if you had your own analytics guy, and he had given you a on your wrist, mm-hmm. you had something you could look up mm-hmm. that said inside the 10 likelihood of me making that field goal high school level because at the time it's going to be a 25 yarder right right about 26 uh and it said 90 percent you would go that's why i did it but but what if it said only 10 percent chance and and so here's the thing i would say it's a piece of information but you you hit it right in the the nail on the head why did i make the decision our running back bobbled the ball and i i may or emotionally maybe said ah i don't want to fumble the ball here let's kick it because it's not that far you know, and so and Dan Campbell could be uh, again. We're playing coaching on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. He could have been just so happy that the sheer fact that they were ten down and they looked dead in the water, and fans started to file out 100%. that they're going to get over hundred percent. Right, and again, more variables that go into that decision than just it's that easy. Because we get the luxury, and you get to do this on Monday, is replay all of those decisions. You know That's what's scary? You know what's really scary right now is I'm live here at the Jim Hearing Athletic Center, uh, just outside the end zone at uh, Hope College with Peter Sturzma that we just had a segment that actually makes sense and we actually <laughs> broke it down. We, we actually brought something to the table. There, I'm going to need a statue right over here that looks like a perfect spot right next to the bike rack. It goes also be a coat rack for people on cold game days here. I, now I, I, I love the back and forth on the because the analytics world, John Vanderwall, the former major leaguer mm-hmm. who comes in studio, mm-hmm. he thinks teams rely too much in baseball and analytics that your gut still should guide your decisions, your gut. Because when you look at some of the great baseball teams you've watched and football teams right. and those coaches, right. they're, they're, they're paid to make good decisions yeah. and have good people around them to help them make it. You know, you're a baseball guy, Billy. You remember when Goose Gossett decided... Uh, by the way, your son is like legendary Robbie. Well, is, <laughs> is he like the Mark McGuire no, of Hope no, College Baseball? No, not at all. But What's remember, his career batting average? I don't know. I hope. You don't remember, know? No, Are you serious? Remember you're, when... You're not, now you're not a numbers guy. You just told me you were a numbers I, guy. I, <laughs> Alan Babbitt, I need to know uh, Robbie Sturzma's career batting. Is he done playing now? No, he's got one more year. Oh my God. Has yeah. he been in college for nine years? No. Uh, this is his fourth. Did you see the Miami uh, Miami tight end is applying for a ninth year 
I, yeah, and college football. I, I, I can't figure Nine it out. Nine years? Let's go back to my baseball example okay. for you. Okay, yeah, go ahead. So, it, it, when San Diego's manager decided to have Goose Goshens pitch to Kirk Gibson, they're running the analytics and that were there. Goose Goose wanted the. He the, said, "I want the ball." Gib, and Gibby hit it, of course, you know, a billion miles and like you over know, the you, roof. Yeah, you know, I mean, like they're, the analytics. They're still. It's still. What do you think's the best analytical number you get? For Hope College football, you guys are two and one. You're off to a good start. You played a heck of a strong schedule, which I think is by design to get you ready for MIAA football, which is awesome. Uh, what, what's an analytic number, category, stat that you lean on during the week or game day that you think is important to help Hope win football games? It's every one of the things that our offensive coordinator, defense coordinator do every week for preparation, and that is what are the tendencies of the opponent? In other words, so 30% if, of the time if, they're, if, they're, right if, they're, if they're right hash, you know, and they're plus, you know, they're in the, in the plus range of the, their, you know, their so side. So you'll call then your defensive yeah, players. What are, what, yeah, are they a boundary team? Are they a field team? It's the tendencies that go in. And there's, you know, there's three, four, sometimes five films that go into that. And so the decision making that you, if you're the defense coordinator, they're in this particular so that's where formation. He has, that's where he has his correct. chart then on game And day. he's saying, I've got, you know, hey, they're 90% run. Guess what? You're going to set up a front that's a run-heavy front. You know, and so those are the decisions. Did anybody ever tell you you know what you're doing when it comes to football? I, I really don't. Okay, you, I just you, wanted to. I, <laughs> that's why I hire really smart I, people. I wanted to be the first. I, Alan told me all the time. I, I hire really smart people. And you well, I, I've really been good telling players. you since we've been coming out here, I think you are building a national uh, football power. I really do. I think the day will come where hope will win a D3 national championship in football because, you know what, the commitment by the school, when you look at other programs, volleyball, number two in the country, you know, women's soccer, golf, go down the list, uh, yeah, everything. They, the, there's a commitment to winning, and I think there's a culture of winning. I think that's big. I don't care what level it is, what high school, what you know, youth league sport uh, you play, a commitment to winning. All right, I'm looking at Robbie Sturzma, if he's listening right now, looking at his career stats. It's 273 average. That's pretty good. Not bad. That's really good. His mom must have really had a good <laughs> thought process on a swing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, he's got the family tree going. Okay. Right now. <laughs> so he's he's looking good there. Game, 109 games played. That's a that's a pretty darn good mm-hmm. career. Mm-hmm. A, and he has yeah. one more year left, right? Yeah, he knows. Is it redshirt or COVID? Or it's probably yeah, COVID year, he, right? He does have an additional year. I don't, I don't know if he'll take it or not. But so he, he could have end up with six. I, I think there was a funny stat. He did lead the. He, he did set a record for hit by pitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the uh, man. That's a, that's a heck of a career. 109 runs scored, and he scored almost a run for every game he's played in. Yeah, that that's a productive baseball player. That's a stat I would look at. Uh, 91 hits, 17 doubles, 67 RBIs, slugging percentage 414, 61 walks, hit by pitch, <laughs> 42 times in his career. What's his name? <laughs> leaner, leaner, lean into it. Sturzma, oh, yeah. you have to be proud, though, man. Look at you for, for what you're doing here at Hope, for you to have your children out here, uh, your kids be a part of it, the family, yeah. the culture, mm-hmm. everything you do when you come out here. You know, Robbie, what he's done and still can do with Hope Baseball, it's good, Peter. You're, you, are, you, you get it at the core, you understand it, and you are intense when it comes to football, but you're passionate more for the people side of your players or families and everybody connected to the game. Well, thanks, Billy. And it is fun to be able to work at a place where your son plays. You know, it is cool. and, and, and you know, this is that when parents have their son or daughter go play college sports, 
even if they have a home game, a lot of times you have to travel to watch their home well, I game. I saw you drive up to yeah. Tullymore when yeah. I was doing the right. to broadcast watch up there, and all of a sudden Peter, because yeah. yeah. Peter usually does this walk out of the woods where I, <laughs> I think there's more Peter Sturzma sightings than uh, Bigfoot uh, around here. Where how how did he get here? Where did he come from? <laughs> I, I thought the parking lot's over here. People say, "Hey, ah, don't. I'm just here watching this guy. Look at that guy. He tell me he's a player. We're gonna get him." Uh, I said, but, but then you can but you're just, watching your son golf for yeah, East Grand yeah, Rapids. Yeah. You and Mitchell your wife are up, up there. there. Yeah, it's fun. It's right here. You run right over and watch hope play here and then you got a chance to meet meet two of our outstanding players and, and we'll talk and, to them later yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and i think that's that's the fun part of the the thing i pinch myself uh, all the time i get to coach unbelievable young people i mean they're 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 really good and i love to brag about it. i love to tell tell you what they're doing and what they want to do later in their life and i love to tell you that so many of our guys are getting jobs because that's what this is about they're going to school to get an education well, you, to tell, get you told job. me about all the weddings you've been invited to from former <laughs> players i think that says a lot about the impact of a coach on players i really high school or college if those coaches are invited to one of the biggest days of your personal life that usually is a sign that that coach meant something to him so how many weddings do you think you've been to between egr and hope kids seriously that you coach give me a ballpark it's it's, i mean it's usually 10 10 a summer you know and 10 a summer and and and, you know and i and i feel badly i can't go to all of them and then there's honestly there's i've been married nine times so you came to nine of my weddings (laughs) and then there's times then you're not invited and whatever it's it doesn't it it really it's not totally judged on that but what it is what i will tell you is i'm very proud of the young men that i've had a chance to be around and and as a young coach i you know, gosh, I wish I could go back and and redo being a young coach and the things that I've learned. What would you redo? I'll tell the final you, thought here before I, we got to get to I'll a tell network you, team. I went to a uh, to a referee uh, banquet at the end of the year uh, with all the officials, the West Michigan officials. Were you invited? I was because one of our players was being okay, recognized. I just wanna, I just but to hear sure. these, to hear the officials talk about what they do on Friday nights and the basketball officials and the camaraderie that they have and the amount they don't get paid anything that basically covers their gas but to hear them talk about how much they enjoy being a part of the community of high school sports i said every young coach should have to come to this banquet and realize you know it will make you think now do i get after officials of course you're you're saying as a young coach you you should go to that you you wouldn't have Gotten after, after the, the officials, officials as much as correct you because I think that, that they're doing they're doing the best that they can and what they see in the activities that are going on. I mean, there's a, those these young kids are running around at a fast pace and to make those decisions that fast and make good calls and solid calls that's hard. And I and I I have learned a lot and I appreciate and I, and you can you can interview all the officials who are like I get after guys. One of the things they've told me is that when I do that I'm done with it and we move on. And I have to be able to do that because we've got to worry about. But that's the next part play. of the game. That's part so, of the game. I mean, there is no there question. is a line. No question. And I think I like at the high school level what Mark Ewell and the Michigan High School it's Athletic Association is doing, that they're honoring the officials before the game and yep. a big round of applause for them coming 100%. out so we can, you know, my son has a soccer game tonight, Correct. you know, Forest Hills Eastern at Cedar, and and I think through Mark Ewell, uh, I've I've learned a lot about and also through you know five kids. That I've learned, yeah, the officials don't need. Only time that I'll I'll raise a voice, not yell, scream, not great Santini towards the quarter field. That when players are, especially the only sport is soccer. That the backside of it, where the refs are running with the play, the backside of soccer is the ultimate mm-hmm. cheap shot mm-hmm. zone mm-hmm. in any sport. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the 
side judges shouldn't run back and they should stay and monitor the mm-hmm. backside because that's where kids get yeah. jacked. And mm-hmm. I, trust me, I've seen my kids do it. Mm-hmm. I've seen them get it done to them. Yeah. And and when officials don't call it, that, that's it. That's, yeah. my, that's my only yeah. line. But yeah. through through MHSAA and getting no Mark you, I have a lot of respect 100%. for because he's he's an umpire and, at heart, right? And we're a shortage in, in officials, and we need to have we need to have more officials and more young people get into the profession of being an official because it's important for the longevity of the sports for which we're. I'm involved. gonna get you to do a. I'm gonna get you to, to record something maybe at WHTC. You send over to me, and I'll run on Wednesdays about you know sign up being official. I'd love to. I'm gonna do love that because I have great respect for him. Yeah, that's awesome, Peter. Hey, I, I'm gonna let you go. I, we did a long segment. I know you got practice, Brad Bokan. Uh, one of the greatest IT guys, Bill Gates' half-brother. And one day Bill said, hey, I got this idea about a computer. And uh, Brad said, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good here at Hope. I'm good. And uh, Brad signed a, you know, signed a little document saying he didn't want half the company. But Brad has lived a good life and yeah. no regrets. Well, uh, and Billy, thank $8 you. $8 trillion dollars later. <laughs> but he is a good guy. Billy, and There's thank no you. one better at IT. He's unbelievable. Or setups. He's unbelievable. And you got the Hearing Athletic Center now. You got the Peter Sturzma Lounge, which is basically your office. <laughs> borderline nightclub but it looks good it's this is a wonderful facility isn't it you're doing things now the next thing is your indoor facility you, that's what you talked that, about that's right we'd love to do next yeah for sure are you close uh not yet but are you in for a couple hundred million yeah Couple hundred million. Yeah. What are you building, the Staples Center? <laughs> couple hundred I mean, million. Your show is. You, yeah, your the show's show is doing national, well. A couple hundred million. Peter, you're in East Grand Rapids. My God, a couple hundred million is donations at the church on the plate on I mean, Sundays. You're, you're nationally I mean, syndicated on. now, huge. I know. I mean, could you? Hey, dude, uh, we'll put that statue. A couple up. hundred million. Wait, you with the, I thought you were asking you, for like, are you up for maybe hosting a fundraiser or something? <laughs> That's Billy, kind thank of you. a reach, a couple hundred million. My gosh, I, I'm telling you, at East Grand Rapids, the money level and the requests are a little bit different. I need to do my show in East Grand Rapids. <laughs> I'm going to have Manny's build me a studio right next to the weight room they oh built. Gosh. All right, Peter, I love you, man. Congrats Thanks, on a good start. And I look forward to seeing you guys in the Sounds playoffs good. and making a run for the MIAA championship. That's going to be Appreciate a, you know, we have a lot of schools on the huge network that Alma, uh, Adrian, which will be your MIAA opener. Uh, that that conference has really grown in stature in all absolutely. sports, hasn't absolutely. it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm really proud of you, man, because you you have not stopped pushing everybody here at Hope uh, to be better on and off the field, and it will lead to a D3 national championship, at least one, if not 17. <laughs> Thanks, Billy. Appreciate you okay. always, buddy. Yeah, we love him. He is one of the good guys I've ever met. Peter Sturzma, the head football coach at Hope, joining us on the huge show across Michigan. Uh, Hope returns to MIAA play on September 30th at Adrian College for our affiliate, 96.5 The Cave, uh, down in Adrian. They talk a lot about the Bulldogs there. Thanks to everybody at WHTC for working with Alan Babbitt and Brad, the IT uh, genius. That guy's awesome. Uh, we'll talk to uh, Terrell Harris and Dylan Clem from Hope later. Also touch on the volleyball program, ranked number two in America in D3. I'll get to huge opinions on the Lions, the latest on the Michigan State situation, and also Michigan uh, getting ready for Big Ten play. Uh, if you want to join in on the conversation, I'd like to hear from coaches. Uh, your, your biggest regret on a call. That will be our huge question of the day. 
1-866-838-4843. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook, and also opt in on the Huge text chain. Text word HUGE to 21000. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. Fuel up for less with M-Perks. Earn points on your purchases when you shop at Meyer in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save at the pump. Your dollar goes further at the pump with M-Perks. Plus, earn points for all qualifying purchases in the Meyer Express station. And keep a lookout for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Enter your M-Perks ID at checkout to earn. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. I'm Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball. I'm Herman Moore, and football is my game. So we know a few things about sports. And the passion of Detroit fans. That's why we're big fans of Eagle Casino and Sports. It's the mobile sports book that lets you bet on action all year long. Right from your mobile device. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Download the app and start winning today. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. Join Vidandal Institute Purple Community for the Be Brave 5K Walk and Run in Caledonia on October 7th at 8 a.m. Be Brave goes beyond fundraising events. It's a community of passionate individuals supporting breast cancer awareness and honoring survivors. You can join everybody for a day filled with fun and exercise, all while making a difference in the fight against breast cancer through supporting research at Vidandal Institute. Register at VAI.org to join this empowering event. That's VAI.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Our road show is with our affiliate WHTC. We're in Holland. We're inside the Jim Hearing Athletic Center, which is one of the great D3 indoor facilities. The Hope College football locker room is a D1 uh, locker room. It's fantastic. And Peter Sturzman, the people here inside Hope Athletics and the universities and their alumni all committed. Uh, to upgrading the facilities. I can look out here at Ray Smith Stadium. Uh, it looks awesome. 
uh, with the Hearinga Athletic Center, it added it was a perfect fit, and now they're going to push for that indoor uh, facility, which would benefit all uh, Hope Athletics. So I know WHTC, your home for Hope Sports, our longtime affiliate, and everybody here at Hope College. A lot of mojo, good feeling. Uh, it is really a cool place uh, in Holland. So thanks to everybody. Uh, Dan Evans, uh, what a great morning man for WHTC. Stefan, Hannah, uh, the digital director. Good. It's a great place in Holland, man. I'll just tell you this. From living here, uh, seeing Brad, seeing Alan, everybody, It it's a short drive from Grand Rapids. I, I think literally with the highway. I don't know if it's 40 minutes, right? Uh, you got the lake. Uh, you got just a – and now it feels like a summer day. It's fantastic, and thank you to everybody here at Hope and also WHTC. Uh, we do have our huge question of the day that I wanted to throw out there, and it pertains to the wonderful conversation with Peter Sturzma, the head football coach here at Hope, and Peter was a high school legend at East Grand Rapids High School. want to give the Pioneers some love. I think they're undefeated still uh, in high school uh, football. But if you're a coach at any level, what's the biggest decision you regret as a coach that you think about, that you should have done it the other way? Because what Dan Campbell did Sunday wasn't a playoff game, wasn't the NFC Championship. It was a regular season game. It's not end of the world. And if they beat Atlanta on Sunday, which I think is a must-win situation, can't lose two in a row at home. Then they're 2-1, and one and they had a road game at Kansas City, and the world is fine. And I will say I've calmed down somewhat since Monday. But I, I just, I, I look at 0-10-1 and 1-6, and and folks. Those are the starting numbers for Dan Campbell as head coach of the Lions. 1-1 one one right now. Similar feeling to last year when they blew the Seattle game. And I'll never forget, I, there, there's the same, it's not comparing the Eagles or the Washington game, but it's how aggressive they were in the second half against the Eagles a year ago, how aggressive they were on Carson Wentz in the first half. And then they backed off and Wentz and Washington almost got back into the game. And I look at that Seattle game and how far they were playing off receivers. And there was no creativity. I Did they think they were going to show up and just win to Kansas city and 10 days give you too much time to prepare and overthink things. So beat a 2-0 Atlanta team on Sunday and the world is fine. It is. And you're tracking to what some say anywhere between a 10 and 14 win season. Lose to Atlanta on Sunday. And it's going to get nasty. Because it is the NFL, as Peter did say earlier. Anybody can beat anybody on any given Sunday. But you can't lose at home to the Falcons. So will Dan Campbell find a way to not have another lengthy, slow start? Because they rallied in both years, right? Eight and two finish, we all know it. Sunday Night Football in America kept the Packers from the playoffs, then continued that with a win at Arrowhead. And the previous year, 0-10 and 1, and finished the season respectable, right? So why the slow starts? I think that is a legitimate 
documented question when it comes to Campbell. I love the guy. So whatever you've done to dig out of the slow starts, you need to lock that in this week and bring it every game the rest of your coaching career. You want to slow down and back off when you're up 21 or 17 and they get some junk yardage or touchdowns. I'm cool with that. But just find the urgency you brought to game week and game day after 0-10 and 1-1 and 1-6. and 6. Bring that this week and keep it going. But here's another side to all of this that you can't control now. That becomes not an excuse, but just part of reality. The injuries. The laundry list of injuries connected to this team. The not knowing who will play on Sunday. Having to prepare for with or without this guy or others. And yes, I, I, I thought about the curse last night. So we'll touch on those injuries later. You want to join in one 838 That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan. A Michigan-based bank with Michigan-based decision makers. We're live here at the Jim Hearinga Athletic Center. Part of the resurgence of Hope College football in Holland with our affiliate WHTC. To the callers online, Michigan will hear you next. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Friday, October 27th, TVs and Practical Jokers are up to their usual tricks. If you're not here, you are missing out. It's the Tenderloins at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Sal, James, and Brian for two shows and twice the last. 7 and 10 p.m. Tickets start at $59. On sale now at the box office and etix.com. Don't miss the Drive, 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 Drive Tour with the Tenderloins, October 27th. Party hard, laugh louder. Details at SoaringEagleCasino.com. There are 13 folds that bring the American flag to the iconic shape of freedom. This summer, Folds of Honor and Budweiser celebrate 13 years of changing military and first responder lives together. Service never stops, and neither will we. So join me in raising a Budweiser to raise funds for Folds of Honor. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch, Budweiser, Lager Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Back live across Michigan, Superfly Hayes is our executive producer back at our flagship station, 96.1 The Game in downtown GR. Remember, if you miss any interview, conversation, our full show, our podcast are free, and we are everywhere. Just search 
The huge show where you download podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Search The Huge Show. You can catch up and listen when you want to. Also, if you think you're better than me at picking pro football games, the Beat Huge Contest presented by Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter is back. Had a ton of entries, I think close to 1,000 last week. It's open. You can play for free every week until Sunday morning, Thursday night. Game is always a freebie. Try and beat my pro football picks. Go to thehugeshow.net. You'll see the quick link there. And that $1,500 in cash. From Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, could be yours. More weeks you beat me, more chances you'll have to win. Tell your friends, your family, share it with everybody you know. Play Beat Huge for free through the big game in February at thehugeshow.net. Superfly tells me a stellar lineup on the way in hour number two. Clayton Safey. He feels left out that we're not talking to him, one of the Michigan insiders. I don't need Clayton to be needy, but we're going to talk to him at 405 about Michigan Rutgers. Jim Comperoni on Iowa, Michigan State, latest on the Tucker situation. And we'll discuss the Hope Volleyball team, number two in the country in D3. As our road show continues with our longtime affiliate, WHTC in Holland, from the Jim Hearing Athletic Center on the campus of Hope College. Big. Bad. Huge.